0: Okay, with Jack Murphy from the UK. Show me the end of time is the short film that was made at the London Film Academy. Really interesting film. I gotta talk to you first about your your overall design, your production design, and your cinematography because this movie's set in the future. It's one location, and it really looks like it's in the future. It's in the future, but it's such an interesting look and feel to the film. Like, where where did this start for you? I'm just curious if you can jump off from there well
1: interestingly the way it was written by moritz so i didn't know it was written by moritz so i'll get onto that a bit later but um yeah, when i read the script because as a part of the course we, it, it, all the scripts have to be anonymous oh gotcha but, uh, that's interesting yeah okay. yeah but um i think it came to down it was down to like not being biased when picking the script but um yeah, it was written in a way where it was already set up in a kind of steampunkish, in terms of what I got from the you know, cluttered room and the uh, costume yeah. uh, that they were wearing. And so that that instantly hit me. And then also, what made it powerful was because we don't get much of a budget. We had about, I think, £2,000 or okay. £1,000. 500 actually yeah 1500 pounds um to make the film so it, it, we can't do all the you know like the special effects that you get in high budget films yeah. and we, we don't m- me and the crew that i had we were not keen on it being like a studenty look yeah or, it definitely it wasn't budget. from my experience it yeah. wasn't at all yeah and um and so we thought, how can we achieve sci-fi with a low budget? Gotcha. And, and you get that dystopian look by just going with cluttered junk, um, almost like uh, I'm thinking of Wally. You know, when when he's on Earth and it's all that just the yeah. crap on, on the on the uh, in his room, right? Where he's picking
0: up all the all the stuff that he likes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that, when that, that's sci-fi, but then it's not, you know expensive if you were to do a live action
0: that's so interesting that you that you said yeah. that it was like okay so like we have to point out so is it evelina um that who was your yes. production designer and her cinematographer
1: yeah she was both DAP and production design
0: so she like did you guys collide you guys collaborated on like was the wally a jumping off point for what you're yeah. looking for
1: so interesting when she pitched i pitched first to direct and then when she pitched to be the production designer on the project she, <laughs> her argument was mainly like so jack has basically done my pitch <laughs> because we had the exact same idea and feel for how the film should look yeah which helped so much
0: and then you guys were able to create like have a like a, a masterful uh, creative process i guess right
1: yeah i i, I gave her full reign of it i was i was like you do you with the design and you know, I trust you so I'll focus on more on performance and uh framing in terms of just you know because I storyboarded it yeah and then yeah. um she she took over all the design pretty
0: much so let's talk about the beginning so the new it. did you have that like the press clip the clippings of like kind of the future and the maps and the newspaper articles did you got yeah, that in the storyboards at the beginning
1: we had a limit of five minutes for the film so and it it was a very complex world in which you can extract memories from people and yeah so we were just how do we do that and set you know get the audience up to speed with you know this because the script is just a conversation it's it's not like they explain it in the in the dialogue yeah um which which is also what i liked because then it was you're not wasting time trying to you jump right into the you know nitty-gritty action and um but we still had to set up the world so it's understandable and um we were like well, we can do that by just doing one long um intro shot of you know the red string on the yeah. on the posters just linking like almost like a timeline of how we got to this that's line.
0: exactly what it is right yeah so you guys kind of like designed it on the on a ground, and you kind of just got a camera and just like shot. Uh,
1: it. No, we, we, we had it up on the wall because oh, it's in front the of okay. the yeah. yeah, yeah, and then um, we did it handheld, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure if we did it handheld or if it was on a tripod, and you know, just completely loose and yeah. all our camera operated. Just I told him just follow this string, <laughs> and that's what he did. I think we so did There's a, a there's days.
0: a there's a kind of a green kind of like lighting. Always there's always lighting of green. Was that always like in the idea for you? Uh, actually, what I had envisioned was more
1: dark. In terms of you know, not black and white in terms of a filter, but you know when it's just like dark as in being you know black and then light being white. Yeah. Um, but Evelina, or, or maybe even Blue. But uh, when I mentioned Blue, Evelina was like, "No, we have to go with Matrix Green."
0: <laughs> Matrix Green, yeah, because it's yeah. really cool, right? So,
1: and I, I, think, yeah, she, she was completely right on, uh, on that decision.
0: So, who designed the, the, the like go- the, the memory capsule kind of thing? Like, who, whom built that?
1: We. Well, our first assistant director, Justine, she she lives, she's from Venice. So uh, we were just looking at, you know, I'd, we were looking at a phoropter. So it's like these what opticians have. Uh, and it was, we were struggling because even renting one was like 500 pounds, which would take up such a massive part of the budget. And we were like, okay, how do we make one? And um, we were struggling over that. And then Justine just wax into the WhatsApp group that we had. Hey, I just found this in Venice. And it was, it was basically the mask. We didn't add anything to it. It was just, it was on that. And then all we did when we, when it arrived, I ordered some um, lights for, which are inside balloons. And Mm. we stuck them on the inside to try and shine some sort of orange light out of the lenses of the mask. Other than that, that was it.
0: And then you got like that, you got like a flashback scene, I guess, of the, of the woman which is like was it like, I guess it's like wild white room, I guess, in kind of like contrast of colours, I guess.
1: Yeah, that was because um, obviously Cray, the main character, is quite dark and callous and um, all of that, and we wanted to show maybe like, you know, his other half being the bright side of his life, which mm-hmm. is why when she's gone, his life turned, you know, upside down. Uh, and we got that, I think, with the production design we actually filmed it in that same dark apartment we just backlit it so much that yeah. it's just all white yeah
0: because really it's really you only have one wall like our two walls i guess you have the and then when did you decide that uh because you have the wall but then you have the shot looking at the main oh. character where it's like it's like it's a it's a window with, with where it's raining i guess i'm assuming you cheated that that rain i guess right
1: yeah so we're, we're the film school is a Refurbished church, and the studio was at the top floor of that church. Okay. So, um, the way we did it was we had a tank because my father does special effects in the film industry. Uh, I, I turned to him and was like, How would you do it? And he, he basically set it up, and it was a tank of water which had a pump inside which took the water up to the top of the window and released it. It's good and to then, have a father like that. <laughs> yeah. And then, what's the your water- father's
0: name, by the way? Luke Murphy. Luke Murphy. And he's like a special, back. he works in the industry.
1: Yeah. But the water would drip from the window into the tank and then it would just cycle again. Um, but getting the water up there was a pain.
0: Gotcha. So yeah. then, so then this is like a just a uh, quick segue. Like, this is kind of like a family industry for you, I guess, right? You're in film school. Yeah. In the industry. Like, it's sort of like. I'm assuming you've been on a lot of film sets in the day.
1: Yeah, I've I've been quite fortunate, in you know, but, uh, it is unfortunately an industry where there is a lot of nepotism. Sure. And um, I, I'm I'm part of that category, I guess as well. Listen, I worked in the
0: I I started like 20 years ago on the industry as a PA in Toronto. Everybody was like a cousin of somebody or a nephew of somebody, and it was yeah. like. Oh, I guess this is how it works, right? Like it was, like, <laughs> but yeah. hey, man, it's like you're the next generation, you, okay? So let let's just get people an, an insight on this because we'll go back to your film one day. I just want to get people one insight. So your dad worked on the Harry Potter films, right? Yeah. So you were on you are on set of the Harry Potter films.
1: Yeah, grow, growing up, I was on the Harry Potter sets. So I'd, I'd go, I think about twice in the year. Okay. Uh, That's pretty cool,
0: right? So then he was also in the, he was also in Dark Knight Rises. I don't know if you were, they shot that in the States. I don't know, maybe. So then he was in the uh, Skyfall and then Mission Impossible. Obviously I'm like leaving the best for last. He was in uh, Star Wars, Star Wars episode nine. And then he was also in the Han Solo movie too, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's That's a pretty, that's pretty like from a fan point perspective, that's pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah, he's um, he he did quite well. He did, you know, getting in the industry back then without the internet. It was, I think it took him three years of sending uh, mail, handwritten letters to yeah. one contact that he had every month. Yeah, that's what you do. So <laughs> they got him, gave him a job. And, so, uh, but he does the
0: hard work for you, right? So then now you're yeah. going to be the big time director in the future, right?
1: And that's the idea. That's the hope.
0: That's awesome. Well, listen, it's like, it's all about, like, it's about taking in the experience, right? That's why there's so many second generation, like great actors and great directors is because they, it's, it's like the 10,000 rule effect, right? Where you're on 10,000 hour effect where you're on set, you're just soaking in the the process of making a film. Right. So I I remember my 12 years old, it takes people 30 to learn what you learned at 12.
1: Yeah. There's a trust. I remember my first, job was um as a additional PA for assistant directors and it was on um Wonder Woman 2 okay um the first assistant director of of the second unit his name is Don Fish and he was he just said to me just spend the next this whole first week of your work just watching yeah just soak it all in and that's what I did and I, I think that first week I learned the most, almost the most out of any other week of work I've had. Just, you know, that initial rush of being on the set the first week. Hundred
0: percent listen, I did the same thing. I was just, I just happened to be 10 years older than you. But it's like I just you just take it in. You just take it all in, right? So that's amazing. Okay. So tell me about your cast. Where did you get your two lead lead actors?
1: Um the we uploaded a casting call to um mandy that's where we uploaded it to mandy and um the response was huge i think we got over a thousand applicants for (laughs) (laughs) for to be in the film so it was skimming through all those and i think we did three rounds or four rounds of auditions and gave we, we already knew after actually seeing him for the first time that He'd would be the main part. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it was just seeing how he'd, you know, interact with potential actors of uh, the other roles.
0: So then you have the then yeah. Uh, so then I guess like did you do like like I was it just during COVID? Did you do like Zoom rehearsals, yeah. auditions, or?
1: Yeah. So everything was um everything was online. The whole pre-production. It was a five-minute film, but because of COVID, it took us six months. Basically pre-production, and everything, those entire six months were online. So I didn't, I didn't actually see my crew in person. I mean, I, I knew my crew in person yeah. before COVID, but we didn't see each other in person for the entire pre-production up until I think it was a week before the shoot, when uh, things relaxed a bit more.
0: That's so, okay, so let's take it back from the beginning. So you said that this gentleman Moritz, uh, Oscar Meyer. I'm mm-hmm. not just making I'm not making that up. That's his name, right? Or Morris Yeah. Um, so sorry. And uh and uh so 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 he wrote the screenplay, so he's a classmate of yours.
1: Yeah, he was a classmate. He's um yeah, he wrote the film. So part of the course is uh to do this film project and every student writes a script. Okay. And then out of the I think 50 scripts, 12 get greenlit. Um so the,
0: like the faculty kind of picks the best yeah. 12 scripts
1: yeah and then there's a pitching panel and the people that want to direct a certain script you know more than i think i think there were three people that pitched to direct show me the end of time um and yeah it was it was a great script so and no you don't know who
0: wrote them. the script like you just it's all we like we didn't know
1: went... no we didn't know until directors were assigned the twelve directors who were successful were assigned to their film. And um then Moritz uh actually messaged me saying um, I can't remember what it was word for word, but it was something like, I'm so happy that we got you. And uh that 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 made me happy and we I didn't change the script much. I asked that um Cecilia the the woman you know in the white background would yeah. uh, if if she could be reading a poem and then he rewrote the script to include that poem but um that that was it we we worked quite um you know well together and but i i I tried to keep the script very much to the original i didn't want to disrupt it too much
0: and so so that seems pretty competitive that's that's pretty intense Mm -hmm. that they they do that in the like the, the from the 56 is the 12 scripts so then i guess the 12 screenwriters are happy about that 38 or not and then and then you have to compete with your classmates to get the project
1: yeah and then once the directors and films are assigned then um that you go through another pitching panel to you know convince the film to give you the money to do it and that's when production designers and Producers and DOPs then pitched for the film they wanted to be on as well.
0: Gotcha. Well, that's uh, that's such an interesting. Thing. Then do did they help you distribute the film like after it's made? I'm sure you have like a class kind of um, like showing. But what about film festivals?
1: Yeah, we got a, sh- a short class on film festivals and submitting it. But um, I originally didn't want to submit my film to festivals. Okay. And um, I, I kind of wanted it to just be out there to. For everyone to see, yeah, and hopefully use it to attract um, people to fund various a second film project. Sure, but it's um, the job, right? yeah, yeah, but uh Alistair, someone who worked at the Film Academy, convinced me otherwise, and I'm quite happy that he swayed me.
0: Well, we wouldn't be talking, I guess, if he if didn't convince yeah, you. Yeah, right?
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: So, what did he? What did you think about the uh, the North American audience uh, feedback uh, video that we sent you?
1: I, I really, yeah, I was happy. I remember I was in my car and um, so I couldn't actually watch the, the video, but I played it through the speakers while well, driving. And then um, I watched it again when I parked up at work. But, uh, yeah, I, I was I was more happy that they enjoyed it um, because, for me, when submitting it to your film festival and other film festivals, it's more for... It's not so much to make contacts and, um, you know, get my name out there. Even though I know that's like a bonus of it, it's it's more to have know that people are, you know, film fans are wanting to come to this festival to watch your film and everyone else's film, and it's um, that that part is what made me happy, knowing that people willingly came to the festival to watch that film
0: yeah and the, yeah they got they got what your intent was and uh they liked it you're on like so what are you are you have you graduated yet or are you still in school yeah
1: I graduated last year
0: okay so what are you doing now like what's your what's your what's your uh
1: um I'm working on a project at the moment but I'm not allowed to say much about it okay <laughs> yeah unfortunately yeah
0: so your dad's working on that, that highly anticipated Citadel show, right? That's uh, everybody's talking about?
1: Yeah. So I think that was, he, he recently stepped up to become a supervisor. So the HOD of special effects. And um, I think that was one of his first gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he did that. That was quite long because of COVID as well.
0: Yeah, um, it must have been
1: yeah so that was a very long run i remember <laughs> well it's good it's
0: gonna get picked up for the second season it hasn't even aired yet but i'm assuming it it will because it's like a lot of people are buzzing about it so if you were you on the set did you ever did you have? did you have
1: no did you... I, I didn't get involved with um city No. no.
0: okay so what do yeah. you what do you are you going to work on sets or what are you what do you what do you like what's your goal as a thought are you um, making movies or
1: at the moment i'm working in um you know, offset, I, I, I've worked quite a lot. My experience is mainly on set and I yeah. kind of want to see more the behind the scenes, you know, with the production office and things like that. So for, from a
0: production uh, standpoint, I guess, yeah.
1: right? From that standpoint, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, listen, um, this is great. Like for a five-minute film, one location, and I know you had that limitation. It's a really nice, excellent film, got some dark themes to it, got some really interesting kind of elements, nicely written script. So, and you, and you pitch yourself onto the project and your partner in crime, work with her again. She seems pretty, yeah. pretty talented. It seems like yeah, you guys are a good, she, good match.
1: She yeah, she, she was very good. The whole team actually, Ben produced it, Ben Wolfen.
0: Yeah. Um, nice sound so design too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, um, we, we had uh, Ollie Graham design the music in the score. Um, I gave him my mind was Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean gotcha. um, when that you know the, that tune with um, Cecilia but uh, yeah and Evelina uh, linked me up with this guy who does sound design yeah. to um, I guess smooth it all out
0: yeah it's great great job so I'm looking forward to seeing what you do next and let's talk again when you make your big film I think that I think you're in a good position right now. And i I'm, am I'm, like to see the next 10 years of your career. I think you're, you're headed in the right direction.
1: Thank you. Thank you so Maybe much. Maybe
0: one day you'll hire your dad. You have to, you'll, you'll you'll be the yeah. boss to your dad.
1: Yeah, his, his friend's joke saying in, in 10 years time, he'll be the one paying us.
0: Exactly. That's what's going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Right, thank you so much.
1: All right. Thank you. One,
0: two, three, four, five.